think smaller, aim lower. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the reason why we want to involve our children. Because the Bible says, train up the child in the way they should go. When they grow up, they will not depart from it. One of the biggest problems right now in society are children not being mentored and teaching on the admonition of the Lord. In our church, we want to dedicate in teaching and discipling the next generation. Praise the Lord. Today we celebrate Palm Sunday. If you have your Bible with you, would you stand up and read, read a verse or two with me? Found in, verse, uh, in the book of John, chapter 12, we'll read from verse 12. Verse 12 to uh, 19. Thank you, Jesus. We'll read all together coming from here. On the next day, much people that were come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took branches of palm trees and went forth to meet him and cried, Hosanna, blessed is the king of Israel that cometh in the name of the Lord. And Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon as it is written, Fear not, daughters of Zion, behold thy king cometh sitting on an ass colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first, but when Jesus was glorified, then remembereth they that these things were written of him, and they had done this unto him. The people therefore was with him when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Verse how he prevailed nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. Let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, we come before your presence with humility in our heart. As we meditate on your word, Spirit of the living God, we pray anoint our ears, anoint these lips of clay. Help us not only know your word, but in knowing their God. Help us live in line with your word and your will and your plan and purpose for our life. For we pray this in the wonderful name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated now. Today we celebrate Palm Sunday. Sunday before Easter. Next Sunday we celebrate around the world uh, the greatest celebration of the Christendom. The uh, resurrection. I want you to understand what we are trying to do here. We want to uh, desire and accomplish what God's ultimate goal for each one of us, children, old, young, men or women, God's ultimate goal is for you and me to be Christ-like. Can you say Christ-like? So we would like to take every opportunity to reach, teach, and keep children and people for Christ. Because Jesus is coming again. Can you say, Jesus is coming again? Jesus is coming again. 
The first time Jesus entered uh, the triumphal entry in Jerusalem, that was the Palm Sunday. You know, the Pharisees, there was about uh, half a million population in Jeru Jerusalem during his time. I was studying and I was just looking at the footprint of Jesus one month before. One month before, Jesus uh, commanded Lazarus from the dead to arise. He, uh, he, uh, he was about 33 years old and at the end and at the climax of his uh, uh, what you call popularity because a month before it was uh, the sign of the Son of God, the Messiah, who can do almost every miracle in the book, raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh, the lame was able to walk. The blind uh, received their sight. Even the uh, leprosy was, was, was healed by Jesus. He was a miracle-working Son of the Most High God. And all those people who have uh, seen the miracle working power of resurrection from the dead, they all were gathered together in Jerusalem because Passover celebration, every Jewish person, 25 miles in Jerusalem, are required to go to the feast and, and celebrate the Passover. And so they were expecting Jesus to come and showed up. But uh, if you go back to the previous chapter, on chapter 11, where, where, where the Pharisees plot to kill Jesus. <laughs> Is that an amen? <laughs> and uh, they plot to kill Jesus one month before Jesus' triumphal entry in Jerusalem. They said here, here is this man performing many miracle signs. If we let him go like this, everyone will believe him. I'm reading on chapter 11, verse uh, 48. If we let him go like this, these are the Pharisees, these are the enemies of Jesus, these are the religious people during his time. If we let him go like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our place, both our position as the religious leader of Jerusalem. And the, and the Romans will destroy our nation. Then one of them named Cephas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And not only for the nation, but also for the scattered children of God. Can you say scattered children of God? To bring them together and to make them one. So from that day on, they plotted to take his life. So during that Last month of Jesus in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, he was the most wanted person because they want to kill him. And Jesus knew that. 
the Son of the Most High God, know his destiny, know his purpose. He was born to die for your sin and my sin and for every believer around the world, starting from Jerusalem, starting from the Jews. So I want you to, as we start this Lenten season, this Semana Santa, this Holy Week, this Mahal na Araw, to look and focus on the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He knows that he was the most wanted person in Jerusalem. He knows that when he exposed himself to the religious people, they're going to kill him. They're going to take him out and get him out of the way. But he knows that he was, he was fulfilling a prophecy. He knows that he was the son of the Most High God. He knows that he's going to suffer and die. The same people in that trampled and shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. The whole, according to the, to the scripture, according to the parishes, the whole world is converted to Jesus. Look at him. What are, we, what are you guys going to do about it? The same people that are, are hailing him and worshiping him uh, are the same people on Friday going to say, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. So I want you to, uh, I want to encourage you. I remember when I was uh, uh, an altar boy, very religious. Mahala Aro is a holy days. We go to the chapel and sing the Passion. We, uh, we try to behave and kind of be holy. We do some fasting. We try to do a holy thing. Pati magnanakaw, nangingilin pagkamahal na araw. So, but we know the truth. Can you say, I know the truth? But Jesus wants us to memorialize, remember, that the Son of God, during all this lengthened season, we are memorializing that the Son of God, the passion is the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Son of the living God was born to lay down His life for you and for me. I want you to focus on Jesus because with humility, he entered Jerusalem. He is the powerful son of the Most High God. He can call legions of angels in heaven, but with the humble heart and humility, he submit himself to the will of the Father. You know, I have this little book of John Piper. Fifty reasons why Jesus came to die on the cross. I would like to read... Uh, some of them to you this morning. And may you jot it down and kind of meditate on it. Because in meditating, in knowing, we can realize that you are important in the sight of God. Thank you. You're special. That you are loved by God. That he had a wonderful plan for your life. Jesus said, I came to give you life, life more abundantly. The reason I'm suffering is for you. Listen to some of the reasons 
why Jesus Christ suffered and died on the cross. This is the passion of Christ. Number one, to absorb the wrath God. God hates sin. God is a holy God. And because all of us are sinners, the wrath of God is upon us. But Jesus, the Son of the living God, who was pure and holy, never sinned, took your sin and my sin away, nailed it on the cross, took the wrath of God. Do you know who crucified Jesus on the cross? It's your sin and my sin, but it is God himself whose plan is to redeem you, to buy you back from your sinful nature and make you holy. Christ was crucified on the cross to please and to obey his heavenly Father. How about you? Are you living to please and obey the will of the Father? Or are you living for the flesh? If you live by your flesh, you will die and you will experience the wrath of God. But if you open your heart and let Jesus come into your heart and make him Savior and Lord, can you say Savior and Lord? Lord means master. His will will be done. Not my will, but his will will be done. You know, yesterday we had this wonderful guy named Bill Morgan. He was sharing and testifying about the goodness of God. He was, he was an engineer. He was a scientist. He was a part in building and designing the nuclear sub, whatever tubing that is he's trying to do. And he's convincing, you know, I was, I was, before I get to know him and hear, heard his testimony, I was saying, this guy, the meeting is supposed to start at 6. I arrived about 6, and I was asking Jonathan, where is, where is Bill? Where is your uh, uh, lecturer? Well, I was outside, passing out trucks. And this guy was an engineer. He got it made. He got three wonderful, beautiful daughter, get, get a good job. He's out there in the street passing out trucks and inviting people to come. So, so he can teach them and convince them that we are designed wonderfully, beautifully, tenderly made by God in his image and in his likeness. We did not evolve from the monkeys. We are created in his image and in his likeness. And God had a wonderful, beautiful plan for you and for me. I was wondering, what motivates this guy to do what he's doing? Because I shook hands with him. He was passing out trucks. He was, he was excited, serving God, loving God, and pronouncing the good news that Jesus said. Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Jesus healed until I saw his daughter. Was it six years old? Three years old? Being stricken with cancer and leukemia? And he said, ah, wow. The daughter, all the, all the hair was gone. And you can see the eyes, socket. Well, anyway, it was very touching and very moving. He said, well, I was a Christian. I go to church. I'm comfortable. I go to church, go back to my job, love my children. And there's my daughter suffering from leukemia, getting ready to die. And he said, uh, he was devastated. He don't understand. He thought 
Now that he was a Christian, everything will be fine and dandy. And he was suffering. He was in turmoil. But then when he surrendered and said, Lord, you are sovereign, you are in control, let your will be done. And start doing what God wants him to do and obeying. You know what he experienced? <laughs> right now, his, his daughter was a beautiful, the, the, was he the oldest of the three daughters? He experienced the supernatural healing power of God. The reality that Jesus is alive. And I want you to focus on Jesus. Because Jesus was the Son of God. He was fully dedicated to do the will of the Father. But doing the will of the Father is dying to self. Can you say dying to self? Look at this. Because the, the disciples know, Jesus knows that they're going to kill him. But look at what Jesus said in uh, Luke chap uh, John chapter 12, verse 20. Now there were some Greeks, well, a lot of people went up to worship in the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and requested, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew went to Philip. They turned and told Jesus. And look at what Jesus replied. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. That's Jesus. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whosoever serve me will follow me. And when I am, where I am, my servant also will be with me. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but no. It is for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify thy name. So Jesus knows that he's going to die. He will be crucified, not an ordinary death, but a very cruel, very slow suffering kind of death. And you know, when Jesus proclaimed that unless you die, unless that seed die, it will not multiply. He's talking about himself dying. But if you personalize it, Unless you die to your own self-centered, selfish, self-will, you will not experience the real supernatural presence and power of God. Unless you fully commit your life to the Lord. God is not just interested in us going to church on Sunday and thinking that we please God. No, no. Jesus paid a high price. He said, follow me. Take up your cross daily. Cross means crucifixion. Cross means dying. You need to die to your old self-centered, materialistic, self-willed, self-serving ambition. You need to die to yourself. 
and let the Spirit of God in you, which bring eternal life, experience His supernatural presence. And say amen. amen. We're in the business, the kingdom of God is in the business of transforming people's lives. The seed of the word of God, the incorruptible seed of the word of God, is lodged in every person who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, is a new creation created in Christ Jesus. I want you to understand, my dear brother and my dear sister, that Son of the Living God came from a place, no pain, no suffering, no shortage. There is an abundance, glory, presence of the Almighty God, pure and holy. He came from heaven down to earth for a sole reason and purpose to deliver us from the evil one. Can you say, thank you, Jesus? Give the reason why Jesus Christ suffered and died on the cross. To absorb the wrath of God, to please His heavenly Father, to learn obedience and be perfected. Do you know that because of Jesus' humility and obedience to the Father, He was exalted far above all principalities and powers, <coughs> Listen to the word of God in Philippians. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Can you say, better nature of a servant? Being made in a human likeness and being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself. He became obedient unto that. Can you say obedient unto that? God wants you and me to obey him unto that. Not only on Sunday. It's 24-7. 24, 24 hours, 7 days a week. God wants you to live a holy life. God wants you to turn from your wicked ways and move towards God's holiness. I was... Uh, Spending a little time with one of our brother, I think last Tuesday. And he was crying and bowling because he realized the sins that he had done. And I say, brother, thank God for your repentance. But we need to continuously repent. Turn from our wicked ways. God wants us to live a sanctified life. A sanctified life is continually, continuously dying to old sinful nature and moving towards holiness unto God. And it can only be accomplished by being humble before Him. And Jesus showed it. He never sinned, but He obeyed God unto death. He humbled Himself, became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Can you say, even death on the cross? The most cruel kind of death, just to obey God. Crown of thorns. You know, can you imagine maybe uh, two inches nail jump in your head for more than six hours, I think, until he died? 
You know, I was, I was, I was studying the, the footprint of Jesus daily. I have this little book, The Footprints of Jesus. Where, where was he in, on uh, Saturday? You know, this, this was Saturday. In the, calen- in the Jewish calendar, their calendar uh, starts uh, start on Saturday. Friday night. Their, their, their hour is also different. They start their day at 6 o'clock in the morning. He was, uh, he was uh, crucified. Uh, what? 12 o'clock in uh, noon. And then came down at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Anyway. That's Jesus. Therefore, God, because of his obedience, exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now, more than my absence, continue to work out your salvation. Can you say, work out your salvation? With fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. May this Holy Week and holy days bring us closer to Jesus. May we realize that God wants the best for you and for me. Following Jesus is not just all prosperity. There is a suffering. There is a dying to self. We need to learn to obey God and not the desires of the flesh because this flesh is made of dust, will go back to dust. Maybe now, later, or when you reach your 80 years old or 90 years old, but this flesh will go back to dust. And God, and the Word of God is encouraging you not to be led by your flesh, but be led by your born-again spirit. Reason why Jesus Christ suffered and died on the cross to achieve his own resurrection from the dead. Jesus promised those of you who believe in me as I resurrect from the dead, you will be resurrected from the dead. To show the wealth of God's love and grace for sinners, for God so loved the whole world, that's you and me, that he laid down his life. So you and me can have eternal life. Can you say eternal life? Eternal life is forever. If you understand and fully realize that our destiny, we're just passing through in this life, you will have a conviction. You will be convinced to live a life pleasing to the Father, not pleasing to self. Another reason why Christ suffered and died on the cross, to become a ransom, he redeemed us to God. By his own blood. To cancel the legal demands of the law against you and me. To show his own love for you and me. For the forgiveness of our sin. 
to provide the basis for our justification. When we accept Jesus as Savior and Lord, you know what happened? We are justified just as if we never sinned because Jesus took those sins away. He imputes to us His righteousness and His holiness. This is the divine exchange. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God. You no longer have the right to live for yourself. You need to die to yourself and live for God who loved you and bought you by His own blood. You are God's property. Tell your neighbor, you are God's property. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. To bring us to faith and keep us faithful. Tell your neighbor, keep faithful, be obedient. To make us holy, blameless, and perfect. That's the mission of Jesus. Not only to die and save you, but to make you holy so that the Holy Spirit can dwell on you. And say amen. amen. So don't dishonor him by going back to sin and the desires of the flesh. To give us a clean conscience so we can start anew to forgive us of our sin. To obtain for us all things that are good for us. To heal us from moral and physical sickness and disease. To give us eternal life because we believe in Him. To deliver us from the presence you know, we are in the presence of the evil one. Jesus said, in this, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of, good, be of good cheer. Your citizenship is in heaven if you have Christ in your heart. You are more than conqueror. You will overcome sin because I dwell on the inside of you. The Bible says, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Jesus came and suffered on the cross to reconcile us to God. To make us righteous and holy. To bring us back to God so that we might belong to Him. Can you say, I belong to God? My citizenship is in heaven. To give us confidence that we have an access into the Holy of Holies. To come for us the place where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit can commune with us. I want you this Holy Week to remember that the Holy Spirit is dwelling on the inside of you. But you know, when you go back to your vomit of sin, like the dog who eat back his... The Holy Spirit is grieved. Jesus came to free us from the futility and slavery of sin, that we might die to sin and live a righteous, holy life, so that we will die to the law and bear fruit of righteousness unto God, to enable us to live for Christ and not for ourselves, to make his cross the ground of all our pride and boasting in this life, to enable us to live by faith in him, to give marriage its deepest meaning. Remember, we are the bride of Christ. Our future 
if Jesus tarries, is the pure and holy bride of Christ that will be forever married in the marriage supper of the Lamb. To be with Him forever and forever. While you are here, the Holy Spirit is molding you and me, shaping you and me. Helping us experience the supernatural presence and power and love of God. To create a people passionate for God's work. Can you say passionate? Passionate. Are you passionate, God? Passionate. I'm looking for this uh, meaning of passionate. We need to be passionate for God. Because Jesus was passionately in love with you. Another uh, definition of passionate is suffering. Jesus was willing to suffer tremendous pain because he was passionately in love for you. Don't dishonor him by going back to a sinful, lowly way of life. Jesus wants to create A follower that crucified the flesh and living a life into God. To free us from the bondage and the fear of death. How many are fearful of death? Paul said, Oh, death, where is your sting? For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. There's no fear in the presence of God. So that we would be with him immediately after death. To secure our resurrection from the dead. To disarm the bondage of the ruler's uh, darkness. Because we are in bondage. You know, we need to be entangled by the power of what Jesus did on the cross. To unleash the power of God in the gospel. The gospel, the good news, is the power unto God, unto salvation to each one of us. And say amen. amen. So you are free because of what Jesus did on the cross. He destroyed the hostilities between races. He destroyed the works of the devil in our life. Jesus died to ransom people from every tribe, language, and people and nation, every ethnic person around the world, Jesus died for them. That's why we have a mission into all the world to preach the gospel, to gather all his ship all around the world, to rescue us from the final judgment, to write our name in the book of life, to gain his joy so that we would be crowned with glory and honor, to show that the worst evil that the devil wants to your life. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life. Life more abundantly. This Lenten season, I encourage each one of you to really spend some time, moments of silence, moments of solitude, Moments of communication and prayer, talking to God. Moments of listening to God. When you open the Word of God, 
God will talk to you through his word. Listening to God, obeying God. Because Jesus, as he triumphal entry, crucifixion on the cross, the third day he rose from the dead. And he promised he will come again. He said to his disciples and saying to you and me, I'll go to the Father to prepare a place for you. After I prepare a place for you, I will come again. Can you say, Jesus is coming again? Are you ready for his soon coming? Shall we all stand, please? While every heads are bowed and every eye closed, This is the moment, this is the time that we can just truly be honest, totally honest before God. We are an open book that the Holy Spirit can read. He knows our downsetting, our uprising. The Bible says even the thoughts that we think, the imagination of our heart, God can discern. This morning, if you have offended God in one way or the other, this is the time to be reconciled to God, to get right with God, to confess our sins. Because he said, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. If this coming days of the Holy, we call it Holy Week, Semana Santa, Mahal na Araw, you want to recommit your life to the Lord, spending time with Him in prayer and reading the Word. I want you to raise your right hand to him. We will all together pray. You want to renew your commitment to honor God, to serve God, to obey him. Just raise your hand toward him and we will all together pray. I want you to just mean this simple prayer from the bottom of your heart. And say, dear Jesus, I thank you for loving me passionately until you suffer and die on the cross. I raise my hand to you. I put my trust in you. I recommit my life to you. I want to know you more and the power of your resurrection. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Holy Spirit of the living God, empower me to live a life holy, pleasing to God, 
I want to spend eternity with you forever and forever. Empower me, Holy Spirit, to live victorious life, pleasing to God every day of my life. So help me, God. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, you heard our prayer. Spirit of the living God, fall oppressed on us. We recognize not by might nor by power. It's not by my own abilities. It's by you, Spirit of the living God. Help us, Holy Spirit, in this holy week, realize the high price that our Savior paid so He can brought us back to the right path. Thank you, Jesus. From the bottom of our heart, dear Jesus, we love and appreciate what you have done for me. Help us, empower us to obey the Father God and Holy Spirit in word, in deed, and in action. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sing a chorus. Sing a chorus. Blessing will sing this chorus. We thank you, Father, because you definitely want each one of us to spend eternity with you forever. In your place, there's no pain, no sorrow, no crying, no shortage, no more sin, no more guilt, no more condemnation. And Father, we praise you, we honor you. With the hands lifted up as a sign of surrender. Now may the love of God, 
the face and the presence of the Holy Spirit. His communing power will be upon us. His empowering presence and love will compel us to obey Him and to seek and to save the lost, to win and become feasters of men. Oh God, as we lift our hands, help us to obey you the rest of our life. We'll be careful, Father, to give you the praise, the glory, the honor. In the name that is above every name, in the name of the Lord, Savior, Redeemer, our soon coming King, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you.